0: This is Comic Picks by the Glick.
1: Hey, and I'm your host Jason Glick.
0: Hello, Jason Glick. How are you doing?
1: Oh, I'm doing fine. Still recovering from Comic Con.
0: Oh gosh, how was that?
1: Comic Con was a lot of fun. Like, so saw a lot of, lot of good panels. Um, really enjoyed Woodstock, even though even it was opposite two of the things that I traditionally go to every year: um, Rick Meyer's superhero Kung Fu Extravaganza, and the Lawson Translation panel. Um, the uh, this one, um, the Woodstock was. Was thoroughly entertaining, and this is on top of the fact that I actually had to pay to get in. But, but Will Wheaton, Adam Savage, Paul and Storm, and all of the other um um pe- people there, it's like who performed, performed, saying, um gave speeches were absolutely fantastic. I think I almost have to be doing this again. And as as is just going to the con kind of again because you know regardless of like what's being shown there, I can always find great deals on stuff. Um, even with its like uh, continuing um, de-emphasis on the actual comics.
0: Hmm. All right, cool. Um, was it really crowded?
1: Does the Pope shit in the
0: woods? I guess that's the answer, everyone. <laughs> yeah, the it will. It, things
1: were a bit better managed this year, I guess, because they put a lot of the video gaming stuff, like so- Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo, Ubisoft, a lot of the big video game stuff, was shoved off to the right side of the convention. Instead of just being in the middle of things, so I think that that caused things to feel maybe maybe just a little bit less crowded this year. But um, other than that, I mean, it's like God help you if you wanted to go to a panel and you just you didn't line up about half an hour beforehand. So because I mean, some of these things like I got in, I got into a Watch Dogs panel because I was just I just wanted to camp out um, there before the um, Best and Worst of Manga panel, but. God damn, that that film just that panel just completely um was just completely filled up And like, I was lucky to I was like one of the last people that they let in there. Oh, okay. Yeah. But as a rules like a lot of the stuff I I tend I tend to check out, like say the uh like say like the, the like um like this, like um, the spotlight on Chris, on Chris Samney moderated by Mark Wade. Um a lot like the image and there there was also like an Assassin's Creed four panel that we got into that I'll well, okay, chances are you're pro- if you probably... If you're if you listening to me talk about this now, you've probably heard me talk... You probably may have already read my thoughts on this, so I'll just say, like, yeah, it's like thoroughly entertaining, and yeah, it's like, if you haven't already, just check out my thoughts on the site itself.
0: Hmm, all right. Well, what do you have for us tonight?
1: All right, something I've been promising for, I believe, a couple podcasts now, because I finally got the final volume in this particular run, and this would be Jonathan Hickman's um, run on Fantastic Four. Now... Fantastic Four has a long, um, venerated history in comics. Um, a lot of it's stemming from, like, from the legendary um Stanley Jack Kirby run back in the '60s, like that kind of like heralded the um, like like the, the dawn of Marvel comics and their taking like, their eventual like on um, path to dominance overall, like like all um like all comics these days.
0: Some of the earliest superheroes they've drawn, right? Uh, created. It's-
1: Exactly. This is this is kind of like the series that basically like uh, now sh- showcases Marvel Marvel style, and um, basically set them on their path on their on their path to dominance. It's like, and um, then you've and since then, like lots of lots of great creators have worked on it. Um, like guys like um, John Byrne had a legend had had another legendary run in the uh, '80s. Um, guys like Mark Waid have tackled it since. But generally, it's like I've not really been one for um for this for the series because it's always seemed um. I don't know, just kind of an, for me, kind of an, an also-ran, in the sense that, you know, it's, hey, it's the Fantastic Four, it's like, it's Reed Richards, uh, Mr. Mr. Fantastic, his wife, Sue Storm, the Invisible Girl, um, Johnny Storm, the um, Human Torch, and Ben Grimm, the Thing. It's like, they're, you know, like, they've been around forever, so it's easy to take them for granted, and for years, it's like, just felt like there was nothing really um, compelling being done being done with them. And and so, um, and so then couple about a couple of years back, um, Marvel got um Jonathan Hickman to to take a crack at things. Now, this is about the time when Hickman was so he was doing um, like on various one off mini series at Image. He had um Nightly News, which brought him to fame. He was also doing other like clever clever mini series like, like 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 tran- transhuman, Red Mass for Mars, and um Pax Pax Romana. This stuff was getting him get getting him attention and. In uh, in certain quarters, and Marvel figured, hey, you know, we're going to snap this guy up because we figured he's like he's got a distinctive voice, and we want to um, milk that for our for our, for our own ends because that's what we do. They they got they put him on on Secret Warriors first with Bendis, and then by himself. And that turned out that actually turned out pretty well. And um, then eventually they gave him gave him a shot at um, at Fantastic Four. Now this turns out to be this turned out to be a really good mix. For a couple of reasons, one is that um, Hickman's got a um, vi- very vested interest in hard, hard science fiction and just like really out there, out there big idea storytelling. Fantastic Four, like this is the kind of series that thrives on that on that kind of thing, on on just like putting I'm um, I putting these characters into new, new unexpected situations or just and thinking outside the box as far as, as far as like you know what what kind of threats the characters are going to face this time. I And mean, yes, it's always going to come back to like the same kind of thing, but, but at the same time, it's like, you know, you're looking for that one creator that can put a nice nice, compelling new spin on them. Hickman turned out to be that, not only did Hickman turn out to be that, that creator, but he, but the series also helped him out in the sense that, well, um, his well, his writing has always been more, up to this point, been more plot-focused. Here he was working with established characters, and I'm um, characters with their own voices, with their own like with decades of characterization behind them, and that actually really complemented his style in the sense that um, he like he didn't have like all his characters like up to this point have been kind of flat. Here he's working with like just you know like characters who who actually had real personality and depth to them. But I'm getting but getting back to the actual story itself, it all started back in what was officially like volume zero. Of this this run, um, um the Dark Reign miniseries, where Reed Richards takes a look at you know how did we get to this point? Norman Osborn is running the um, is running the Marvel Universe, and the Avengers are on the run, and um, as said, it, everything he's done since um, Civil War has basically um worked out to the um worst, led to the worst of all possible worlds. So a lot of this this series is this is kind of like fun alternate universe um shenanigans with um with um Sue. With Sue, Ben, and Johnny, I'm um, being caught up in Reed's um, um, alternate universe um, manipulation. Trying to figure out just how this, how things turned out the way they did. And so, is it possible for them to, uh, to, like, to make create a better world? Meanwhile, um, Frank, um, their kid, um, um, Reed and Sue's kids, Franklin and Valeria Richards, are um, left to guard the Baxter Building against um, Norman Osborn's attempts to, um, attempts to. Um, to, to um, issue his intention, I uh, take over the fa- take over the building himself. So, but um, this is but this is really just like you know th- like the prelude. It ends on, a, on an interesting note with with Reed. I'm um, using with the bridge Reed creates to give him, to allow him to observe these alternate worlds. He realizes like hey you know wait, who else has created a bridge such as this in order to observe such worlds? And he finds out that over a hundred hundred of his other selves have. And it turns out that they have basically created what is called the Council of Reeds just all these other Reed Richards from other alternate universes who basically banded together in order to basically um solve everything to fix all the problems of the universe every universe and make a better make a better um, life for everyone involved that's where um that's where Hickman's run picks up in the first volume with Reed interacting with these like with these um like uh, some alternate universes, and, and on one hand, he realizes that like, these guys are are, are doing like are basically doing Lord's work here. We are we are making a better world for ever for everyone. Just like you know, like feeding like feeding billions, um, fixing um stars about to go nova, um, chaining up doom, and um, basically, i like, bottomizing him so that he can't uh, interfere with us the way he does every single time. Just things, things like that. But the same. But then, after a celestial attack, um, like um, decimates the uh, their ranks, he finds out that the, the he finds out the cost of such uh, such altruism, that um, that eventually um, he it's the price of forsaking his family. Basically, just like um like um Sue eventually like he continues down this path and Sue will leave him. John like um. Johnny and Ben just will will understand what he's doing, and his kids are just going are going grow gonna grow parentless and then and then our read from from this universe realizes you know that's you no know, I just can't do it. this is this is not the um this is not the kind of world that I want that I want to leave to every to everyone around me so he so he decides to so he for so he forsakes um, the Council of Reeds and then goes back and then goes back to his world to try and sit. And then um, to have more adventures. However, what, the key thing to this run is that um, Hick- Hickman um, isn't is a meticulous planner, and this is only the, this is only the beginning of things because because apparently, as we learn later on, that a Reed going through the um, bridge to meet with the council this is universal universal constant. It always happens, and doing so it sets it sets it sets up a um, chain reaction of events, basically. Um, like um four cities being being um coming together in the marvel universe um the former city of the high evolutionary which um de- de- evolves um intelligent moloids the um it's the, the old it's like the um like the, the people of no, of old Atlantis who come back to... It's like who can come back to the to the world itself the uh, uh what, what else oh the, um, the inhabitants of the negative zone ruled by Anni- Nihilus. and uh, See and the uh, four and the four mis- the four lost um inhuman tri- human tribes of the world. Like like this this all sets up into a into a war between between these four cities and also it's like, again also one that um threatens to see like threatens to consume the Mar- Marvel Universe itself. It's, it's like it's a it's extremely it's a very well planned or well planned out arc. And even if there are some some moments that just that um, don't quite hit, hit 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 the right note. It's like it's it's still a compelling. It's still um, thoroughly compelling to see that This is a series where where I, where Hickman I composes and should impose his voice and his plan and see it and see it through to the very to the very end because the climax. Well, look, okay, I'll get to that in a second, but but it's a, it's but the, but um, his run. It's one of those rare things that's a, that's a joy to observe in the Marvel Universe because in the series in in a universe that that well that is essentially ruled by by editorial the whims of editorial and sales that um, Hickman was apparently um, able to um, carve out carve out enough of both in order to allow allow him to do things do things as he pleased here and the and the results are are thoroughly compelling. It's like it's um, even though it's like you know like Things like um, like the death of Johnny Storm. It's not a spoiler. It's like it's spoil on the back of the volume where he dies. Um, turned out to be part of a large larger goal, and of course we know that yeah he's coming back. But when he comes back, it's like holy shit, man! It's like God, that's that's not the way we we're expecting. So that's that's what really counts in these kind of re- resurrections. But um, but it's but these see but these things where it's like. Like where um, Johnny Storm's the death basically leaves the door open for um Peter Parker to join the um Fantastic Four. And it turns out to be a, a really nice mix because because we see from the very beginning that he's that he's right at home in this um science driven world and his, his quick wit um really complements um Johnny's without um, it's like, you know, like seeing like he's replacing things. It's like it's like that's when the series becomes out goes from Fantastic Four to FF because it's short for the Future Foundation. The uh, it's like the group that Reed has formed in order to solve solve the problems of the future. future. And that's led by like uh, basically the kids of the, of the group: um, Franklin and Valeria Richards, as well as Um Bentley, um the uh, clone clone of one of their um, antagonists, the wizard Um Alex Power from Power Pack, um Artie and Leech, um Standby Mutants from the Marvel Universe. It's like and, and a couple of the uh, couple of the fish kids from the um from old Atlantis and just it's like it's let's see it's a it's a it's like it's just seeing him like have fun with like, Hickman knows that he can't take all this stuff thoroughly seriously so you have to have fun along the way and like having the kids out out there, like doing their thing that, that allows him to like you know just take just a little bit a little bit of levity to these things even though it's like I got to admit it's like even in the series where it's like where it's like we're dealing with like um, interdimensional conflicts. Um cos like cosmic bat, cosmic battles where the fate of fate of reality all hangs in balance. One thing that always gets me is the fact that I'm Valeria Richards, who is three years old, speaks and acts exactly like an adult. I you know that's that's a silly thing to be hung up on, but it's she's three years old and she's acts like it's throughout the series she acts like she's like um like she's like twelve or like speaking like an adult. And really it's like when we meet when um when adult um Val- Valeria um shows up, it's like you know it's kind of like uh like you know there's really no functional difference between between her like her twenty year old self and her three year old self really it's it's kind of bizarre, but still like you know aside aside from that stuff, it's like it's, it's like it also tells like a um nice story of um Reed um reconnecting with his with the dead or nathan with his father Nathaniel Richards, um who we find out find later on that you know he through a cosmic quirk, um, he is the last Reed Ri- he, that all of his um, that all the other Reed Richards, all the other Nathaniel Richards in the universe. I mean, were um forced into combat t- with each other to like um, to, to n- in order to gain ultimate power, and that um, our, and that um, our uh, Nathaniel Richards was the last one standing for reasons which tie back into the you know the importance of like you know this is a family to like to the series, and it's quite. It's quite good, especially in the um, in the uh, in the uh, two part story where it happens, because you know in order to um, win, um, Nathaniel had to um, not only um, ask for his son for help, um, but also um, Victor Von Doom as well. And Doom is a big um, um, part of this, this story as well because he eventually joins the Fu- Future Foundation as they need to find as um, a couple of these um, Reed Richards from uh, from the Council forced to um co- forced to come to to their to our universe or the marvel universe to um F- in order to um recuperate and find out and um and rebuild their rebuild their stronghold it's like doom winds up on the short end of the sick at one one point because of this but um it's but seeing these other reads um do their thing it's like, it really underscores like the how important like the, the series Fantastic Four always been a series about family, and seeing these alternate Reed Richards and their their craven actions really underscores like the importance of that that thing without being seen in a way that just that isn't um, like isn't like really like well okay it's I will say it's it's not really subtle but at the same time it's really it's still effective but at the same time I've talked about this series for. I've been talking about this series for a while. It's like, and I've already, I've already also talked about how I thought that the, um, climax of the story of the storyline in volumes three of, of FF and four, fantastic four really, um, really paid off. So what do we talk about? So I got the last two volume, like last two volumes, um, well, sorry, volume five of fantastic four, um, that, um, like the two volumes left so like You've got the climax. What's left falling action. And the last two volumes of um, F, uh, the last volumes of FF and Fantastic Four under Hickman are just kind of him just you know having fun one-off type type stories, just like whether it's just you know um, Reed going into the future, seeing how seeing what seeing how um, Ben Grimm lives out his life now that he's able to um, become human for one week a year, or then then going on a um, on a trip to um, in, on a trip to uh, to an alien environment in order to uh, steal a giant, giant mass. It's like, or the, uh, or the trip, their trip to Wakanda. It's like it's all. It's interesting, like you know, like, like I'm um, like, like while like, like, well, um, some of this stuff was obviously going to get done, a lot of it fe- does feel kind of like Marvel. Tell them, oh yeah, um, we need, yeah, Jonathan, yeah, we're gonna do Marvel now in a couple months, but we need you to kill some time in order, back like, before that happens. Nickman says, hey, I can do that, and. It's like a lot of the stuff is just like fun one-off stories, but um, he also doesn't forget to uh, that there's that there's still that a lot of the stuff does tie into his large to his larger plot, such as the um like six hundred five point one issue, which um where we find out the um real origins of the count- Council of Reeds and how it all goes back, how it was all founded on the back of not of Nazism, no joke. But then you've also got stuff like his trip to Wakanda, which also fe- feels like it's a con- continuity patch, and since we're bringing back... Um, like, a lot of this stuff also feels like he's just putting the putting the toys back in the box, setting everything up so that, you know, the next writer, Matt Fraction, um, has a clean slate to work with. That, so that includes um, dealing with the... Um, dealing with the inhabitants of, of New Earth, um, putting T'Challa back as the, as the Black Panther, um, setting up... I'm uh, um, Bringing Doom back into, into circulation... It's like I'm um, dealing with um, the wizard and AIM Island. It's like Andy and the Inhumans and Johnny as ruler of the Negative Zone. Just things like that. But it's done with the, it's done with some of the level of, of panache and wit and enthusiasm that, that keeps it from from feeling like a root exercise and just putting everything back in the box. So it's so over. And and like the, and the two issue of the two um, final issues. I like the um, the epilogue to. Um, FF the best because while the uh, final issue for um, for fantastic for his run on Fantastic Four is the one that puts Doom back in the circulation, I kind of figure that you know Doom, you know when when he was given the opportunity to do what he did, it's kind of like okay I can understand like why he would fail at this, but at the same time it's kind of like yeah he's uh, like it's just kind of like, it feels kind of like hand waving in order to um, account for what. For what he's doing right there, so it's, see, so it's interesting, but and it, but it also leaves things open for um, Valeria to do, do some stuff at the end, as do things again as well. So that if someone does want to come back and and um, tell her story, well, I don't think it would be advisable, but you know, the option is there. The uh, last story in FF, though, is Franklin's um, epilogue to just, I'm like, um, adult Franklin's epilogue to, I'm um, like tying things up with his. With all of his family, who will, ne- who will, he will likely never see again because of what he's done. Um, and because that's what that's what that's what the future holds. But um, but still, like really, really affecting and showing and fun showing you, like how he's like how he's trying to impart all this wisdom to his to to his younger self. It's, like, it's a great it's a great heartfelt heartfelt run, and um, even though it's a like, thing, there are some some notes that hit that hit that hit false that don't don't quite pan out as well as they should such as the uh, the villains like re-inviting all the villains over in order to figure out just how they're going to defeat his alternate selves. It just kind of feels like you know, he wanted, like Hickman wanted to do that idea, but he just couldn't but um, the end result is that it just kind of peters out more than any, anything else. And the art is, the art for the series well, it's it a lot of a lot of chefs were involved. Some of them were better than others. Dale Eaglesham start things off, and he's a great, good, solid superhero artist. So those issues look good. Um, he's also alternated with Neil Edwards, who is a less solid superhero artist, but he gets the job done. Then um, Steve Epting took over for a couple of for um for for a lot of this for a lot of the run, and you know eventually he um, rose to the challenge. Challenge, but I still think that Epstein was really miscast as a Fantastic Four artist because this is a series that needs like a big, colorful, bright artist, not someone whose um, style is so thoroughly grounded in realism that um, that um, even like that like some of the most spectacular stuff just looks like it's there. But um, he, but Hickman also gets like um, other talented collaborators like Nick. Nick Dragata, who's gone on with him to do um, East of West, which I'm thoroughly looking forward to reading when the first volume comes out. Um, Barry Barry Kitson, um, and also like these other artists in the last in the last two volumes, like um, like Ron Garney, Giuseppe, Giuseppe Camicoli, um it's like um, Gabriel um, Gabriel Walter Walter, Andrea Raho, um, Mike Choi, and Ryan Stegman. Don't do their best work here, but um, even like the art itself, art for this for these series is kind of like it's very much a mixed mixed bag. It's generally generally I'm um, pretty good. It's it's generally pretty good enough to carry things over. Like even the one mobile mobile issues in volume three of FF. I don't care what people say. I still like those because they actually had personality as opposed to um what we got a lot of the time with um, Epting, who's was theoretically a better artist. So. So Hickman's Test four, highly recommended, and it's also going to be um currently reprinted in two Omnibuy volumes um for Marvel. The first one of which should be hitting um like in another month or in another month or two. And the second one should theoretically be following after that. But it is available in see um six volumes of Fantastic Four and four volumes of FF. And all I can say is right now it's is that it's, it has also been followed by um, Matt Fraction's um, take on the characters, which, based on the first volume, well, his main story with the character with, the, um, char- with um, Reed and the, and the family proper has been somewhat predictable and disappointing. Um, his issues with Mike Allred, focusing on the Future Foundation kids and the replacement Fantastic Four made up of Scott Lang, um, Ant Man, um, She Hulk, um, Medusa. And um, one of Johnny's girlfriends, who was um, wearing um, th- wearing a thing suit, you know that's it's like that's actually been a lot of fun, and I will continue to read um, his FF with see with Allred, but I will not be reading his um, Fantastic Four with Bagley because that is, with Mark Bagley because that's, that's just not not really all that interesting. John, I, I know you're on the brink of death here, but um, it's like any thoughts at all?
0: Oh no! Just uh, thinking about death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, uh, it's possible to be in the summertime and be on um, death warmed over. It. Yes, indeed. Okay. So, like I said,
1: like Fantastic Four, Hickman's Fantastic Four has been a has been a thrill to read. It's something I look forward to coming coming back. i um, just checking out, rereading again and again, just just see like you know what new, interesting op- um insights it reveals, and it also, like, heralds his, um, his, um, his, his promotion to Marvel's A-list, because now he's writing, he's handling Avengers and their their latest event, Infinity, as well. Uh, but, yeah. But still, it's like, it's his, his creator-owned work, like, um, Manhattan Projects, which was, like, I didn't expect him to enjoy the first volume as much as I did, but it turned out to be one of my favorite reads of last year. And he's also got his, his newest, um, series from Image, East of West, um, the first volume, of which, um, it'll be out in the next, be the next month, or, month or so as well, and I'm dying to see see how that is because that sounds because that sounds fantastic.
0: All right, well we'll uh, catch you next time on Comic Picks by the Glick.
1: All right, later's everyone.
0: All right, bye.